you know it's not scary oh uh, wait hold on don't cut um slash shades <laughs> good one <laughs> Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm the host of this podcast, Molly Nelson. I'm sitting next to the producer of the podcast, Rochelle Smith, and across from me, Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner. He's a certified financial fiduciary, and he's not scared of retirement. We'll get to retirement and how it doesn't have to be scary in just a moment, but first, let's have some fun. It's Halloween season. We're talking about things that are scary. What's a movie you guys remember watching that really just kind of put the fear into you? Oh, geez. Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn. I can't even remember how old I was, but I was way too young to be watching that movie. <laughs> My parents, I, I think they just had a lot of fun watching their four kids in terror oh. on the floor under blankets. I was going to say maybe they were out for the night and you kids put it in, oh, but no, they were there. No, they would never leave us alone. They had to, <laughs> they had to spend time enjoying us getting scared by movies like Children of the Corn or The Fogman or The Fog, whatever that was called. Rochelle. I haven't, I haven't heard of either of these either movies. Of these are old classics. I've heard of Children of the Corn. Yeah, have you ever seen it? I've not seen Children of the Corn. Well, and especially we lived in the country surrounded by cornfields. Oh, gosh. And my mom would just kick us out of the house and tell us to go play. All right, so we watched Children of the Corn. You didn't want to play. That night. And the next morning, we're running out, and all we see is a bunch of cornfields around us. Uh, <laughs> we're hiding in the garage. Oh, yeah, that backfired on mom, didn't it? Well, I think she enjoyed it, is, is my guess. Rochelle, what about you? So, fun story. My grandmother, bless her heart, Loved clowns. So oh. when my mom was out one night, <laughs> um, she saw the movie It come on and was like, oh, look, a friendly clown. Let's watch this movie together. Did not realize what the movie was about. Yeah. How old was, were you? I was five. You and were it was five. terrifying. I'm still afraid of storm drains. Can't walk by them. Walking home from school, like, years later, I would, like, walk on the other side of the street, like, nope, a clown is in there, a little boat is going to float by, and I'm going to, like, want to go chase it. And I'm just trying to put myself in maybe grandma's shoes here. When she realized that the, the clown is actually a murderer, right, um, did she not think, well, let's turn the TV off? Nope, nope. She was like, oh, this is taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to watch this anymore. And then I left and she finished watching it. Ah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> and then your mom for your next birthday had clowns at your birthday party. <laughs> it was terrifying. My mom dressed up for, as a clown that Halloween. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is, this is the scariest thing in the world. Do you think your mom knows that grandma showed you it? Yes. And yeah. What, was she a little upset at that uh, babysitting by grandma there? I don't know. I yeah. never asked her. She that. had her night out on the town. Honestly, when I drop the kids off at grandparents, I'm like, you do whatever you want with them. I get to go. Away. Sounds like your mom's like my mom because for Halloween, then she dressed up as a clown. I don't think she was too concerned about you. No, I'm talking about your mom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For Halloween, she dressed up as, as a clown after. Yeah, she wasn't concerned. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She no. was enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about you, Molly? I remember, okay, I remember my father worked nights when I was growing up. So it was just me and my sister. My brother came way later. Um, my mom made us wash house on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. But I just remember my dad wasn't there and it was kind of scary. And 
I don't know. I I can't hardly remember that movie. I think it's black and white. It's an old one, but my mom thought it was really scary. And so did we, but it's that, it's not that gory scary. It's like the old kind of scary, just like storyline scary. Like the Mm -hmm. Alfred Hitchcock. Kind of in that same vein. Yeah. Haunted house. Yeah. Real low budgets effects kind of thing. But Vincent Price was in it and we watched it one night. I remember being scary. Yeah. So I did a quick search before we got in the podcast booth of the scariest movies of all time. And clearly the lists all differ a little bit, but ones that kept showing up were uh, night of the living dead, the 1968 version, Halloween psycho. Of course we all know psycho, the exorcist. And then the, one of the lists I look at, had looked at had Texas chainsaw massacre, the 1974 version as the scariest movie of all time. Wow. Which is kind of cool because obviously in 1974, you know, it was all about storytelling. Yeah. The storytelling, I think, still prevail, prevails on a lot of these lists, not the goriness or the, the special effects. So 1974 movie was on this list as the scariest of all time. It's crazy. As you were saying that, another one came to mind, Jaws. Yes. I remember being terrified of Jaws, trying to go swimming after watching <laughs> Jaws as a six-year-old. <laughs> no. That would uh, be scary. You did swim in Iowa, right? Sure did. <laughs> But, no, no sharks in Iowa. But it's my parents are a lot like me from the standpoint <laughs> that I tell my nieces and nephews that there's sharks in the northern Minnesota lakes that we go in. Oh, uh, there, there's some twisted stuff going on here. <laughs> Family therapy, I'm seeing. <laughs> they spend a lot of time on uh, on the Mississippi River, too. Now, coincidentally, there is actually some sharks that do swim up the Mississippi River. So no. when I talk to them about these sharks, then I can also Google it and prove to them that there are sharks. Ah. That swim. So that's even more fun. So oh. you're not really lying, I guess. There's well, no jaws. The, in the Mississippi, Mississippi River, I'm not. Northern <laughs> Minnesota lakes, yeah. Maybe. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. And piranhas. No piranhas. Well, it's all in the name of a good scare. And people do like a good scare, you know, when it comes to a novel or movies. But one time you don't want to be scared is when retirement is drawing near. So it's exciting, right? Retirement should be exciting. You've worked hard. You've saved hard. And then you decide, you know, I think I'm ready to hang this up. But Lauren, when the day gets a little bit closer, it can be kind of overwhelming as you look at all the the moving parts of getting this plan put together. And sometimes it actually keeps people up late at night thinking about all the different moving parts and the decisions that they're going to have to make that they've never made before. And a lot of these decisions are going to be permanent decisions. They start thinking and thinking and thinking about all the different ramifications of these decisions. So retirement transitioning from the working years to retirement should be an exciting time. It should be a time that you start thinking about all these other things that you're going to do with your free time. And for some people, they can do that. But for many others, they're, they're kind of paralyzed by all these permanent decisions that they've never had to make before that they don't have, or they don't feel like they have enough information at their disposal to help them with these decisions. And that's why we always are talking about the necessity of having a retirement plan. If we, if we take those two groups, the group that feels really good about retiring, making that transition and enjoying their free time versus those who stay up late at night, thinking about all these decisions and where are they going to get the information necessary to make these decisions? And what if they make the wrong decision and five years later, they look back and say, wow, I wish I would have done this. Look how the rest of my retirement would have been changed. If we, if we look at those two groups, the group that feels good 
and more easy about their transition, typically you're going to find them having a retirement plan, a customized retirement plan that shows them where their income is going to come from. What are they going to do with the 81 different social security options they have? What are they going to do for the Medicare supplement plans? How are they going to manage health care and long-term care? And, and when they're all, when they're done, how is everything going to transition in the, the most efficient and effective way to their loved ones in charities? And how are they going to create a recession resistant portfolio that when this next recession does hit, it's not going to erode 30 to 40% of their life savings and impact the amount of income they can receive from the savings. All of those different things are what pre-retirees are thinking about as they make the transition. And that's why the retirement plan can make that transition so much easier. What we're going to do today is break down four things that we hear as we talk to families and work with families. And Lauren's been doing this for over 20 years. Four of the things that we hear from people that could be the scariest when it comes to retirement. We'll break down those scares and maybe talk about some ways you can alleviate the anxiety around these retirement scares. And so retirement doesn't have to be scary. It can be merry. <laughs> it sure can. Off the cuff there, guys. I just came up with that. That was great. Right? Hey, I, li- what, I like a little rhyming. That's what good. do we say on the TV show? We said spooktacular. No, what was in the headline? Sean yeah, what did he say? This will be a spooktacular. Yeah. I should have done that. A spook- this will be a spooktacular podcast. There it is. From Halloween to Christmas. I mean, it's we just skip, skip Thanksgiving. That's all. <laughs> you get my point. Okay, the number one scare, or one of the scares we commonly hear here at Merkel Retirement Planning is people are scared that they don't have enough income. Lauren, what's the scare first? And then we'll go through and talk about some of the ways to alleviate uh, that scary feeling. Not having enough income or where is the income going to come from is the scariest part for many retirees. Because if you think about it, when you are working for 40 years, you have an income that is being produced from your working efforts. And retirement By definition, you are no longer going to be working, but you still have a lifestyle that you've grown really accustomed to and you really want to maintain that throughout the course of your retirement. So now where is this income going to come from? And you might have some different resources that that you can drive that income from. One of the most complex resources is Social Security. You've never had to investigate Social Security before. In fact, you don't even have to investigate how to contribute to it because it is mandatory, automatically taken from your paycheck. It is about as hands-off of a retirement resources possibly can be until the day comes where you have to start living on social security. So now you start looking at what your social security options are and you find out that that social security statement that you've been receiving for the last 40 years that only has three options is not exactly descriptive of all the options that you do have. It tends to leave out about 78 or so of the options that you might have. So as you start digging into it and you go to ssa.gov and you read through all the paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs that explain what your options are, they seem to contradict each other and it becomes very frustrating right away. So sorting through how you're going to deliver income from Social Security how you're going to combine that income with some of the investable assets that you have, and that's just that point of retirement. Now you have to worry about paying taxes on this income and delivering the net spendable income that you need to maintain your lifestyle. And then what a lot of people find extremely scary is how do they know that they're going to have income 20 years from now? How do they know that they're not going to run out of income before they run out of time? And this is what makes the income plan or the income retirement plan so scary for a lot of pre-retirees. 
Rochelle, I'm not familiar with the storyline of it, which seems odd. I know it's it's been around a long time, but I haven't seen it. How do they? How do they? Do they fight the clown in the end? Do they kill the clown? What's how? How do they win? I don't know. I didn't stick around for the <laughs> end of it, and you never went back to it. I never went back. Do you know how? I they, don't. I don't. Okay. Well, then I don't think I've ever seen it. I was going to try to make some kind of transition between the scare of income and how to fight the scare with a it reference but i guess that just dropped like a lead balloon so <laughs> here we go uh, we'll just talk about how to fight this care of not having an income or i get what you did right there it clowns lead balloon oh a red lead balloon yeah, i do know see, that reference see, i get it i get it so what happens next we need to fight the scare we need to to prevail over the over the crazy clown and one way to do that when it comes to income in retirement is to have an income plan the prescription f- to fight this scare of not having enough income or what where are you going to drive this income from is to have that income plan and this income plan needs to be detailed and it needs to be it needs to be reflective of what kind of income have you been deriving because that's going to determine what your lifestyle, the, what the lifestyle you were able to have, plus what the lifestyle you're going to be able to maintain and how much income you're, you're going to need to derive going forward. But it also needs to forecast uh, future income taken into consideration, potentially any tax changes that may, came, may come down the line because that's going to eat right into the amount of income you get to use that you get to spend, but also take into consider inflation. So it needs to be very detailed early on in retirement. Retirement. You have a $500,000 IRA. You have a $100,000 Roth IRA. You have 81 different options with Social Security. Maybe if you're lucky, you have a pension. So you have all these, all of these different levers of income. Which levers are you going to turn on right away? Which levers are going to turn off down the road? Which levers are going to turn on down the road to produce this income that you're going to need at point of retirement, but also down, down the line? You know what would be really great is if we had Vincent Price hosting this because he has the voice for anything and everything scary. You know, he narrated the whole thir- thriller video with Michael Jackson. Oh. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. That yes. would that would Everybody be remembers the thriller mm-hmm. video. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Vincent Price has this amazing voice. So imagine, if you will, it's Vincent Price on the microphone, and he's telling you about the second scare of retirement. And one of the things that people find scary, again, my Vincent Price voice <laughs> is really another lead balloon here. One of the things that people find scary, Lauren, is the scare of healthcare costs. Healthcare costs are, you know, there's been study after study, and, and one of the most common studies that people reference is it's estimated from 65 on. So not starting at 50, not starting at 60, but from age 65 on, you'll spend $280,000 on healthcare alone throughout the course of your retirement. That does not even include long-term care. Wow. So this is saying you, you stay relatively healthy, stay out of a long-term care facility, and, and you don't need in-home health care, $280,000. Now, there's a lot of Americans that don't have $280,000 saved for retirement, let alone saved put aside to spend just on health care. That is why it is so scary for many pre-retirees looking to go into retirement. 
Healthcare costs is the number one reason people are not retiring prior to 65. There are a lot of people that come to us and say, I really would like to retire. I just don't want to, or I can't afford to spend the 2000 to $2,500 a month. It's going to take for a couple to purchase open market healthcare. So what kind of plan is it going to take for you to retire when you want to, whether it's pre 65 65 or post 65 and battle this scare of healthcare. That is the plan we look at. And you have really three different options. You have the open healthcare market that needs to be looked at. You have uh, the subsidized market that's known as the ACA or the Affordable Care Act. And the ACA is not It's not asset-driven, meaning the price that you pay for your ACA coverage is not asset-driven. You could have $2 million saved for retirement, but because your income is low enough, you can still have subsidized health care. So what would that option look like for you as well? If you just separated service from an employer that you had qualified health care coverage, then you have COBRA as the option as well. And you could have COBRA up to 18 months. So that is why 63 and a half is a really popular time frame for people to retire today. Because they retire at 63 and a half, they take COBRA for 18 months. That gets them to Medicare. They switch over to Medicare and have a much more affordable health care plan from the early days of their retirement. How did the children of the corn prevail at the end of that movie? You know, I was trying to remember that as you were asking uh, Rochelle about it. I did they remember. go find the bad guy, bad gal, bad remember. person do, out in the corn? I, suck I him do, back in or something? I do remember one of the lead characters, Malachi. If cool that, name. If that, it's interesting. Ma- Malachi. So I remember that. but And I remember the cornfields. I remember hatchets or sharp instruments, something. <laughs> but how it exactly ends. How I they prevail, you do not. Yeah, oh, again, can't make the connection between how they prevail, but... But another way to prevail the scare of paying for Medicare is utilizing an HSA. There's a few different strategies that you can use to incorporate the HSA. It's very tempting during your working years to contribute to the HSA, and then you have a qualified medical expense. It's very tempting to dip into that HSA and use that to cover all or a part of that qualified medical expense. For many people, though, if you think outside the box a little bit, that HSA, in fact, we did an entire show on this, Molly. We did an entire show, the Superpowers series, and HSA is one of those superheroes because it has the superpower of triple tax benefits, meaning that when you contribute to it, it goes in tax-free, it grows tax-free, you take it out for qualified medical expenses, it comes out tax-free. So from a tax perspective, it is one of your most powerful types of investment vehicles. So you could you, send it out into the corn. You could send, you it could send the HSA out into the corn to get the bad guy or gal or ghost. When I was eight, 10 years old, whenever it was, I was watching this when I was when I was exposed to this, <laughs> this horrible, movie. horrible movie, <laughs> if I could use the superpowers of HSA, I would have taken them. There's no doubt. So if you're doing okay from a cash flow standpoint when you're working, then at least consider and build into your plan what it would look like if you didn't use the HSA until after you retire, you cash flow those medical expenses and you allow those superpowers, the superpowers of the triple tax benefits to compound for you. Uh, we also talked about the eighth wonder of the world one show, Molly. What was the eighth wonder of the world? Uh, the Des Moines River. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> no, it's tax 
Pow. What was it? Tax. <laughs> <laughs> it was tax-free growth is what it was. Oh, that was. So if you, if, if you, no, actually it was compounding interest. <laughs> it was compounding <laughs> it, com- it was compound interest. Wow. So if you combine the powers of compound interest with tax-free growth, what an incredible combination of superpowers. And if you can yield, wield that in your, into your uh, retirement plan, then that can make your retirement plan that much more effective, especially when we consider saving money in the form of taxation. There's a lot to learn when it comes to paying for healthcare and retirement. And there's legislation that always is kind of impacting these decisions and changing things. So on the Merkel retirement planning team, we have a director of Medicare, Anna Marie Morrow, and she has a really great opportunity for you coming up. Go to MerkelPlan.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E plan.com. And you can sign up there for our complimentary healthcare workshop and learn about all of the nuances and all of the decisions and all of the different options you have when it comes to paying for healthcare. Another aspect of retirement that feels scary is long-term care, paying for long-term care and having a strategy for that is important too. Most definitely, if we think about $280,000 of your retirement savings for healthcare alone, not including long-term care, one of the biggest questions that we get from retirees who who now have settled into retirement a little bit, right? And they're not as worried about wh- what their income strategy is going to be because that's already developed. What they're, cons- what, they're, what they're thinking about now is what are some of these other risks that could upend their retirement lifestyle now that they've settled into it? And long-term care is one of those big risks. We have families right Right now that are paying anywhere between 3500 a month upwards to $10,000 a month just for their home health care or long-term care. So you add that on to your already, already lifestyle monthly budget, then you can consume your investable assets in a big hurry. And a lot of people, they come to me and they say, I want to make sure that regardless of anything else that happens, that my spouse is going to have the retirement that they deserve. So if they have a long-term care event and they need an extra $8,000, $9,000, $12,000 a month to have the care that they need, they want to make sure that doesn't exhaust their resources so the surviving spouse then doesn't have anything left for her or his retirement uh, the rest of their way through as well. So the question is, is how do you confront that scare? How do you take the fright out of that scare. There's a couple different ways you can do that. One of the traditional methods is using a long-term care insurance contract. Now I say that, and as, as we talk about contracts, that's two parties entering into a binding agreement. Now, the way that the long-term care insurance contracts work, most of them, is you pay a monthly or yearly premium, and you have a certain amount of long-term care expense exposure that is offset to the insurance company. Now, people who have had these contracts for seven, five, ten years, they've been paying these premiums every single year for this coverage, but that what they've been receiving starting probably about three, four years ago is a notice of increase of premium. So they entered this contract expecting this level of coverage to be in existence. And then four or five years into their contract, they receive notice and say, we will keep this level of coverage, 
But in order to do so, you have to pay us substantially more. And in some instances, they're getting notices that say, you're not only going to have to pay us substantially more this year, we're talking 10 to 30% more, but they're also forecasting the next year. And the next year saying it's going to be the exact same decision you're going to have to make the next two years in a row. So you receive these notices and you're thinking, well, I'm 65 years old. I'm relatively healthy. I'm healthy. I'm just trying to offset some of this big exposure down the road. And you you might be in a place where you're going to have an unknown cost for the next 15 years to offset this risk. And you don't even know if you're ever going to need long-term care. That's what a lot of people are faced with. So many people, this is really scary because of the big costs that they could have down the road, but also how to cover it because the old long-term care insurance contracts have not been very effective for many people because the increase in premiums and they don't know if they're actually going to need to use long-term care down the road. So one way to alleviate the scare of those unknowns or the disadvantages of the traditional long-term care contract is to put a scissor in their eye is to take a chainsaw. Oh, I, you, uh, I just saw a hinge scissor. Okay. This is a spoiler alert. Scissors. If this was a movie you were going to see, I just went to the actual movie theater and paid actual money to go see the movie with Russell Crowe. You just went? Mm-hmm. I just went. Sunday night. Nice. Two nights ago. Okay. To Unhinged. No, I never heard of it. Well, you know Russell Crowe. By the way, body transformation of the century. Really? He does not look like the normal Russell Crowe we're used to seeing. What's he he look looks like? like a much larger Russell Crowe. Okay. With a, yeah, just a much larger body. (laughs) But in the end. He's committed to his craft. Yeah. And they were saying like Oscar buzz due to his body transformation. And then I saw the movie and I thought, hmm, interesting. Hmm. But, okay, if you're going to see it and you want to know what happens in the end. Rochelle, I know you're a movie person. Are you okay with me giving away what you've got? You're (laughs) laughing so hard silently over there. What's going on? She feels like this podcast transitioned to a movie critic (laughs) podcast. (laughs) No, I just wanted to say one way you can combat a scare and how it happened in the movie. Scissors well, how is it? At the very end, the gal that he's chasing the whole movie puts a scissor right through his eye. Ooh. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's terrifying. It was- and then he would need some long-term care, probably. <laughs> um, no, he's no. It was the end of him. It was the end. It was no no long-term care for him. Okay. Well, let's assume he needed long-term care. <laughs> And if he needed long-term care, he probably would choose not to cover it in the traditional way because of all the unknowns and the the monetary risks. So one of the ways that you could offset that risk of long-term care and alleviate that scare is you can use what we call the hybrid option, which is it's a combination between life insurance and long-term care. So the point of this is if you never need long-term care, then your beneficiaries are going to receive a tax-free death benefit. And what's better than a death benefit? Tax-free death benefit. Tax-free is always good to put in front of any kind of benefit. So there, if you never need long-term care, they're going to receive a tax-free death benefit. If you do need, if you do need long-term care, then you're going to use that death benefit while you're alive to help help pay for that long-term care. So one of the benefits here is somebody's going to use this money besides the insurance company, whether you pass away or whether you need long-term care. Right. With the traditional plans, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it on most of those traditional plans. The other benefit here is it gives you pretty 
predictability on the premiums because when you sign up for this contract, this contract doesn't change. You're not going to get a notice five years down the road and say, now you owe 30% more just to keep this thing in force. And in fact, a lot of the ways that a lot of times we'll structure these plans is you're only going to pay a premium for a certain amount of time, then it's going to be paid up, meaning you never have to contribute a premium to this plan again. And and many times we'll incorporate that this into their tax plan, meaning that they'll pay the premiums from a pre-tax account like a 401k plan or an IRA so it doesn't hurt their cash flow either. And we'll take advantage of the tax rates while they're on sale right now to buy out Uncle Sam on a piece of their pre-tax money, use it to pay for the premiums. And then after five years, six years, whatever their plan calls for, they never have to make another premium again. So it adds a lot of confidence to their plan, adds a lot of certainty. So they know if they need long-term care, they're going to they're gonna have some money there to help pay for it. They're going to make sure that if they don't need long-term care or they don't need that much long-term care, they pass away. And then their loved ones will get a tax-free death benefit as well. So this is one of the ways that can really alleviate the the negatives that come with a traditional long-term care contract and take the scare out of long-term care planning. Another possible retirement scare is risk. Obviously, there's a lot of risks when it comes to retirement, or there can be a lot of risks to think about. Investment risk is one of those, Lauren. What's scary about that? This is one of the most common in uh, this is one of the most common retirement scares because we we watch our investments almost on a daily basis and we've grown up accumulate during the accumulation years watching our portfolio grow. We have these goals in mind. We know we're going to have to build it to a certain point in order to one day be able to retire and live the rest of our life off of these investable resources. So we watch the markets and and the markets can be really scary because people go through a 2008 type scenario where they see their life savings evaporate to the level of 50% within a really short period of time. And you think about how long does it take you to save that money? If you In 2008, if you had a million dollars and within 18 months, it was now down to 500,000 and you try to calculate how long it took you to save that 500,000 that just took 18 months to evaporate, it's, it's really, really scary. And we go through recessions all the time. On average, about every four and a half years, we go through a recession. So we've grown up with this. And in retirement, we're going to have this again. So this is one of the most common scares because we live with it almost every day. The cool part about this scare, though, is to alleviate it, it's not all that difficult. We use key philosophies of transparency and diversification. The old traditional methods, uh, investment methods to create a transparent and diversified portfolio we are not necessarily the best options to use now because of technology and advanced investment options that you have. Uh, but what you want to do is make sure that you have a recession-resistant portfolio. And one of the keys is, is to understand how much risk risk are you taking. So the next time we go through a 2008, the next time we go through a March of 2020, you have a good idea of how your portfolio is going to react. And if you have that idea in advance of the recession, then you can make sure that it is structured in an appropriate way for you, your lifestyle, 
in what you require to achieve your retirement vision. If you find out as you go through this stress test, that's sometimes what we call this stress test to find out how much risk you're taking in your portfolio. If you go through this stress test and you figure out that you're taking on too much risk, that it will derail what you're trying to accomplish from a retirement standpoint, like it did many people in 08, or that it's more risk than what you feel comfortable with. Well, now you have a good opportunity to make adjustments, make changes to your risk in your portfolio prior to going through that next recession and living or reliving the trauma that comes with recessions all the time. We have one more scare to go over in this Halloween-themed episode. I won't try the Vincent Price voice, lucky for everyone listening, but we will talk about taxes because they are something that clearly affects every single one of us, and in retirement, Lauren, we talk about it a lot. They can be one of the biggest wealth eroding factors. Even though the market risk is one of the most common scares, the tax scare should be the biggest concern of most retirees because most retirees have the majority of their retirement money in these accounts that they have never paid taxes on before, which means... When you take this money out, whether you want to because you need to live on it in retirement or now you're age 72 and you're mandated to start taking distributions, you will owe a level of tax on those distributions. So the only question that remains is what level of tax will you own? Today, we are in some of the lowest tax brackets we have ever seen, certainly within our lifetime. So if you were to use a tax strategy to distribute money from those accounts and either live on it or convert it over to a Roth IRA, where now once it's underneath the Roth IRA, it grows tax-free forever. That could be a very advantageous strategy for you, plus it creates tax diversification. So later down the road, tax rates go up, which, by the way, are scheduled to go up right now based on current legislation as of January 1st, 2026. So whether they go up sooner than that, later than that, or they go up higher than what is already on the books. If you have that tax diversification, what that means is you have more control on the level of tax you pay. If you have a portion of your retirement savings under a tax-free bucket like the Roth IRA, and you have a portion of your retirement savings underneath the pre-tax, you can take a little bit of income from the tax-free bucket, take a little bit of income from the taxable bucket, and really control and even decrease the overall amount of tax that you pay. But if you don't engage in the tax planning, especially now when taxes are on sale, and you just wait, you continue to defer taxes on all of that money, you're going to probably find yourself in an environment where you are forced to take out a certain level of income, whether you want to or not, and you're going to have to pay taxes at whatever rate the tax rates are at that point, which means you have a lot less control on the overall tax bill that you will end up paying. And when I think about, in seriousness, some of the scariest times in our lives think you get bad health news or or someone you you care about gets bad health news anything that's scary in life I think the scariest part of it is that you have no control of the outcome and it sounds like all of these scares one of the best ways to combat these scares is to have some level of control and predictability you want to you want to implement as many control mechanisms into your future into your retirement future as you can and the best way to do that is to take a proactive approach to all of these different levers that we talked about and there are things strategies you can implement to really help gain more control over your retirement future in each one of these different levers Um, but it's really hard to do that if you're not focused on the planning as soon as you possibly can 
If you would like to talk to one of the retirement planners here at Merkle Retirement Planning about these levels of control or putting predictability into your retirement plan, we have a great resource. It's our 15-minute retirement checkup call. Go to MerkelPlan.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Plan.com. You can get right on the calendar of our retirement planners and schedule your 15-minute retirement checkup call. You can also continue to listen to this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. One more aspect of this that's really important to talk about is long-term care, because about 70% of Americans will need some form of long-term care, and it's really expensive if you look at the prices. So one way to... You're still talking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) This is like in one of those scary movies that the guy with the chainsaw or the hatchet's right behind you, and you have to stop, bend over, tie your shoe before you run for safety. Go to the police. Why is she not going to the police? Okay, let me get that another try. Or it's like that commercial, what is it, a Geico, where that st- scary guy is after them, and there's a running car sitting right there. <laughs> Those and guys, there's four yeah. of them or whatever, and they say, we could just get into the running car, but no, we're no. going to stay here and hide behind these meat cleavers yes, and chainsaws. Yeah, that one's funny. 